make sure that you have your coaches and your teachers thoroughly equipped as they go in. It's good. So they are ready to run with that because it's not fair to them for you to say, hey, would you like to be involved in first priority? They yeah. raise their hand because they're youth pastors or they're teachers who have an eager heart to want to see kids. But we need to make sure that we train and equip them yeah. so they can do it right. That's as good. soon as they get started, we train them and we prepare them and they're ready to go. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Steve Cherico with my friend, Brad Skelling. Friend. 100%. Let's rock and roll. We got things to do. Proves there is a God. Ha. Loves me. Ha. Cares yes. for me. Yes, he does, Changes buddy. even your heart. Yes, he does. My black Grinch heart, 100%. I'm a fan. You're a fan? I'm a fan. Of what? Baseball? You. You and first priority and let's rock. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's Come go. on. What do we got today? Uh, we have another conversation from your time at the Vol Conference. National Conference. If yes. people did not experience the National Conference, do they have any chance of that this year? There's no hope for them anymore. Okay. All right. No. Next year. You wanted me to make that announcement right now? Already save the dates. No, I wasn't thinking about save that. Save the dates. I, I didn't write that one down though. Oh yeah. 28, 29, 30 of October, 2024 in Nashville. That was not what I was, that was not the softball I was throwing you, but that's impressive. But well, that's what you said. Do they have a chance? Yes, they have a chance in October of 2024 to come to the Paul Conference. We're working on having it at the same place. Wow. Uh, Fourth, we're going the fourth week of October. There's kind of five. So we're going 28, 29, 30, whatever that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is. Okay. Save the date, mark it in your calendar if you want to be there. I was really just talking about the podcast that would come to follow up from recordings from the conference. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's There's great. hope for that too. Okay. Yeah. All right. We got uh, a great show today. You had a great conversation with our new friend within a year, Larry Bragg. The I feel like director. he's been around as much as he can, even though he's new. That's what happens when you have, you know, a spiritual connection is you just feel like you've been brothers for a long time. All right. But he's only been around for a year. That's crazy. It is crazy. Hmm. Uh, it was May of last year that Sean Hall kind of said, you know what, Brad, I don't know what's happening, but I think God might be ending my time with first priority. And, yeah. And he, and didn't, he didn't blame it on God, but yeah, that's how it just came out of my mouth. But hey, my time here might be ending and don't know what's happening. And by... August, that was confirmed. He let us know and September. Yeah, I don't want to give Larry's complete story away, but by Correct. September, Larry was engaged with this conversation. And Correct. now a year and a month later, we're here, here. we are. That's right. Yeah, we're here. And we are going to introduce him and I think for the first time on the podcast. I think so too. And uh, yeah, you'll get to meet Larry and hear his story. I haven't listened to it yet, but he was a soft-spoken deep well when we were together. So we'll see how it sounds when we're together. Uh, that is an accurate description yeah. of Larry. He's very soft-spoken. He is patient. He is kind. Yep. Uh, slow former to anger. Chick-fil-A operator, yeah. former military man, like a deep well. Just got a, a heart for the lost and the broken and is going after it in the Metro East. Mm, that's good. It is good. It's good. You got a story before we get there? I do. Do you remember Rachel out in North Carolina? I do. We talk about her often. Do you? Not as much as Tayana, but we okay. do talk about All Rachel right. often. Well, yeah. scary a little bit there. I don't know why. Tayana, I'm looking at you right now. There's That's a little scary that Brad did. A little blushing over there. Brad, you made her blush. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so Rachel is operating out of the North Carolina area, and mm -hmm. she just threw out on the newsletters. I don't 
don't know about you, but I try to describe to all of the first party chapter in district mm-hmm. newsletters, mm-hmm. right? Just because yep. there's so much good news. So she threw out that so far this school year, they have had 57 students make decisions for Christ, mm-hmm. which that never gets old. Praise yep. God. Yep. But the number that I really enjoyed was they have over 150 student leaders trained yep. already this school year. Yep. So I don't know the club number and you might know off the top of your head, doesn't matter, but just the idea that they've got 150 students that they've already empowered mm-hmm. to be the gospel on their campus through the club model. And then all the conversations that follow is super cool. Yeah. When uh, this podcast episode comes out, it'll be about a month ago that I was there in that oh, really? office Okay, and they have a whiteboard up that documents all of those things. Um, yeah. I don't know where they all um, you know, every day those numbers probably change. Sure. There were over 500 Bibles given away mm. in that county already. Mm. Uh, there were 32 schools going up to 60 wow. some this year. Wow. Um, expanding into some more counties. Wow. It's uh, it's a good thing over there in Johnson County, North Carolina. Johnson County, North Carolina is mm-hmm. on the move. That's right. That's cool. God is good. Yes. Agreed. All right. Well, you've done announcements. I've done stories. Yep. Should we jump into a conversation with Larry? Let's listen in. Let's do it. Well, welcome back to the podcast, yeah. everybody. My name is Steve Cherico, and I am happy you are here. I am with my friend Larry at the National Conference. Welcome. Thank you, sir. It's good to be here. Glad. Welcome back to Nashville. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. You've been well-traveled since the last time you were in Nashville. Yes, sir. Very well-traveled. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, Larry, for those who don't know you, if you wouldn't mind telling them who you are, what the Lord's been up to with you, right? And where you're from, and, and we'll go from there. Okay. Um, my name's Larry Bragg. I'm the area director for the St. Louis Metro East. Um, been doing it for just a few months, 10 months. Um, like I said, from the St. Louis Metro East. Um, even as you mentioned, been all over the world the last uh, last six weeks. Um, so it's been a great time. Um, just, just enjoying life with my wife and my family. That's great. That's great. And you mentioned family. Do you have kids, grandkids, all those fun things? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. I've been married to my wife, Pam, for 39 years. Okay. Three boys, three daughter-in-loves, and six grandkids. Yeah. That's great. The joy of my life. Love That's great. Them. That's awesome. So how did you get involved with First Priority? Tell us that story a little bit. Well, um, I used to serve as the managing director for the Chick-fil-A in our local town. I was making a delivery. Um, to one of the local high schools and the, uh, the actual uh, commander of the Air Force ROTC, who I know he is, uh, he's the chairman of the board, and he pulled me over in the hallway and said, Larry, would you ever consider this as, as, as an opportunity to serve the Lord and first priority? And I said, well, Corwin, I've never heard of first priority. Tell me about it. Yeah. So uh, we spent a while talking about that uh, for a little about, a, about an hour. And uh, I told him I'd go home and talk to my wife about it and pray yeah. over it. Yeah. Ironically, in the Lord's good humor, I've also been offered a job as an associate pastor at the very same time. Wow. So I said, okay, God, you've got to, uh, you've got to work this out and, uh, and give me the answers to, to this prayer request. And he made it very, very clear. One door closed, the other door was wide open, and uh, the first priority board was very uh, thorough in their vetting process. Hmm. Over a period of about three months, uh, they said that I was a man for the job. That's great. And, uh, that was uh, just started this past January, January 1st of 2023. So all in all, you've got about two years of knowledge of First Priority in terms of being connected to it and now helping lead it. 
No, just yeah. a year now. Just a year. Was okay. Actually, well, a year and a day, year and a month. It was last September okay. that he approached me. Wow, that's incredible. And they started the interview processes and everything. So, so the little that I know of you, because we're just getting to know each other over the years, right? The little I know is you, you're very thorough. So walk me through your thinking process as you make a decision. Hey, I'm going to jump in with campus ministry. Right. Well, the 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 thing that was most attractive to me was students. Hmm. Because um, I know that students, uh, it's always been my, my passion of mine. I was a youth pastor for 16 years. Okay. Um, so I, I love kids. So it doesn't matter what the age is, but you know, predominantly uh, middle school and high school kids. And um, just making, I know first, I, as I learned, first priority was a, was a way to get into the campuses so the kids could get to hear about Jesus. Yeah. And the kids who are involved in first priority could, could get their friends. Um, get them exposed to who Christ was. Yeah. And that was paramount uh, for me, um, for them to be able to do that. That's great. Tell me about what is going on in Metro East right now. You know, Sean and Gina, yes, who are sir. good friends of yeah. First Party and good friends just of the movement, right? Yes, sir. They, they really launched that and got it going. They're not anymore. We've got you and another teammate there. So tell me what's going on in Metro East. We are blessed to still have Sean as a coach. Well, you do. That's uh, yes, great. Yes, stayed on. And he's doing amazing, amazing things with his crew. Um, we we are growing um, slowly. Um, we started out uh, slow this this past year as we making the transition. Sean did a lot of teaching of me, and I appreciated that of him. Sure. And then uh, we kind of did a strategic relaunch this summer. Did a lot of coaching. Uh, we brought new coaches on board. Got new teacher sponsors. Opened up more schools for the fall. It's great. Um, we had to pump the brakes on one school because of some difficulties, um, not with first priority, but with the campus. Sure. But there's an excitement in the community. Um, it's great to see the, the new schools that are starting up. Um, matter of fact, I sent, sent Brant, Brad a uh, text probably too early this morning, 630 this morning, may have woken him up about one of our schools. So they're growing. I went to one of our campuses last Wednesday, and it was a campus that we've been wanting to start for years and years. And I uh, went in there, and there was three teacher sponsors, two youth pastors, and eight kids. Man, that's great. And it just kicked off, and we were so great. excited to see that. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question for you, is to tell me a story. So I appreciate you sharing that story. Was that a Miller or high school? That was a high school. Very that cool. School. Very cool. So you're you're in a place where you're seeing God move and seeing momentum build. That's awesome. Yes. Tell me about a challenge. What's been a challenge for you over the last year? Um, I told my board that I was not gifted at fundraising. <laughs> um, so... I was sent to the school this past summer to learn how to do that, yeah. and that, that's been the, that's been the, the biggest challenge, sure. uh, Steve, is to uh, do that, get out there in the community. And, but we have been blessed recently with a couple of churches who have stepped up. I've made appointments. I even have appointments this coming Thursday when I get back to talk to some pastors. Great. And some pastors have raised their hands and said, "We will support you." So my, my biggest heartbreak is, is having to tell schools right now, I can't do it right yep. now because um, yep. I've got four schools waiting. Yep. I even have schools open. Now we're on the other side of the uh, Mississippi sure. uh, on the Illinois side. And I've got, I've already got three requests from the St. Louis side mm -hmm. to start schools. I just got one a week ago today. Today's Monday. Yeah, I just got a, a request from a pastor over on the west side of St. Louis saying, I've got a junior high that would like to start a first priority. Yeah. So we've got, there's, there's the ask is out there, hmm. um, but just having the resources to fulfill the ask. Yeah. Makes great sense. Great sense. 
All right. Well, as we begin to land the plan discussion, first, thank you so much for spending some time today. Yes, sir. So you've, you're a year in, okay? Year yes, in sir. some months. Mm -hmm. You walk up to somebody who is brand new today at the conference, right? And you begin to have a conversation. You get to look them in the eye and say, hey, there's one thing that I could share with you that would be good perspective that I wish I knew a year ago. When it came to the way I run First Priority, it came to just how I interact with First Priority, what would be the one thing that you wish you knew a year ago as we were trying to equip you at that point? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, really, it would be to make sure that you have your coaches and your teachers thoroughly equipped as they go in. It's good. So they are ready to run with that because it's not fair to them for you to say, hey, would you like to be involved in first priority? They yeah. raise their hand because they're youth pastors or they're teachers who have an eager heart to want to see kids. But we need to make sure that we train and equip them yeah. so they can do it right. That's as good. soon as they get started, we train them and we prepare them and they're ready to go. That's the biggest thing that, I, um, that I've learned is making sure that they're prepared. It's good. Well, the, the business of multiplication is a coaching business. It's not an addition business. So you hit it on the head. If we can actually multiply our volunteers, multiply those that are on the campus, then we'll see God do cool things. Yes, sir. Man, great to spend a moment with you. you thanks too, for sir. jumping in. Thank you. Everybody, thanks for uh, joining us for the podcast. We're at the National Conference. Keep your hats on. There's more coming. Till then. Brad, I was there at the original conversation. Yeah. And so got to experience him peel back the layers. What did you take away from the combo? Well, again, yeah, the, when I listened into the conversation afterwards, uh, I, I got his heart for training students. Hmm. Again, you talk about the deep well, the mission focus of who Larry is, yep. and he really cares about the people and equipping them, training them. Um, I, I hear him talking about the teachers. I hear him talking about the coaches. I, and I hear him talking about the students in this conversation, the students specifically to say, hey, we need to make sure that we are training and equipping these yeah. students to go share the good news of Jesus with their peers. Yeah, Larry is a clarity is king guy. Yeah. And so the, it does not surprise me a bit focus. on the side of the training and the focus. And yes. let's be really clear for them so that they have their marching orders. Mm -hmm. I agree. Which leads into that conversation if you want to go there. Sure. Like when we're training students, historically, first priority has been very... We train students how to run a club. Yeah. But we recognize that there are more layers to that. That's important, right? Yes. But we need to help students do multiple things beyond knowing what first priority is and how to run the epic cycle, which is kind of the two core, two sides of that, how to run a club coin. You got to know why you're there. We're yep. here to take the hope of Christ to every student, not just do a Bible study or a worship service, but to take the hope of Christ and then how to use the Epic tool are the two sides of that first priority club coin. But there, there's more layers to that, right? Well, I mean, you, you, you've set up the first one, which is if they don't know their story in Christ, yeah, you got to go back to the beginning. Their call. They're, exactly. And if you don't know the Last why. Week we talked yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. And so you're right. There's multiple layers inside the training that you've got to not only be clear, but you've got to make sure that you are doing more than just putting a target out in front of them. Mm -hmm. Hey, how do you pull the bow back? Yeah. How do you make sure that the arrow in there is actually, you know, prepared to go through the, the target itself, right? Yep. There's plenty of layers itself on getting a student prepared yep. to actually run a club. It is. And the hard part is, and I'm genuinely 
saying this is the hard part, that there's not an easy answer. And I think the answer is going to be a little bit different everywhere. But how do you navigate through all of that? Because when you start a club, you want to set them up on a really good foundation, but you don't have a three-day retreat to yeah. go through all of this to allow the gospel to say, hey, here's your call. This is the gospel. Let's make sure we're clear on that. This is the good news of Jesus coming, saying the kingdom of God is here. So, yeah, we don't have that amount of time with students. How do we how do we do that? How do we go about how do we wrestle with that stuff to say, hey, we need to talk about their call. We need to talk about the gospel. We need to talk about first priority and we talk about epic. But then when you get into running a club, you know, what is, how do you public speak? Because these sixth grade boys have never stood up in front of anything before and made a presentation. So how do you do that? How do you navigate conflict when you're at the freshman orientation and a teacher comes in and says, hey, there's separation of church and state. You can't yeah. be here yeah. to respect authority and then main, but maintain your rights as a student. You know, how do you navigate conflict? How do you manage a meeting? You know, well, layers of the, the depth of, opportunity is there well and it's it's what i was going to say before i interrupted you was it's why we call them coaches true but it, it is you know you can call mentors you can call them anything else you want right mm -hmm. but at the end of the day the only way this works is in the midst of before and after each of these gatherings yep that adult sees themselves as a coach. Yeah. They're finding specific people who are not currently playing the game yep. and walking up and encouraging and equipping yep. and retooling, right? And yep. then they're moving from that person and they're going to the next one, right? If you if you don't see yourself as a coach and you see yourself as just an attender, I'm there to keep it safe. Mm. I'm there to make sure that the process is followed, right? Then, yep. then you miss the opportunity to take that team of leaders and students from one place in August to another place in April when they call it a year. Yeah. Right. So that that's why the coaching part of it is such a big deal to me because, yeah, I mean, when I'm in the particular high school that I get to go to, my one school, I'm always thinking about as I walk in, all right, who am I going to make sure that the plan that we've put in place, that they're already thinking about before they get there. Yeah. Right. There'll be text messages from me because my, my day's tomorrow. In sure. real life, my day's tomorrow. Yeah. So it'll be text messages today to the three main leaders. Who have you divided this out to? Are you prepared on content? Yep. When I show up on campus, besides bringing some snacks for them to do, I'm thinking about those few things I've got to accomplish yep. in the midst of the discussion and at the end. And so I do, I do appreciate and love the fact that we get to coach all the way through the school year. I agree. I agree. And that's a good reminder, too, for me in the moment to say, I don't need to set up a, a three-day retreat. We yep. don't need to have monthly rhythms, although monthly rhythms are good, right? Are. To say, hey, here's another video to help you talk about public yeah. speaking, some best practices or whatever, the, yeah. or the gospel or whatever the case might be, but that it's about relationship. First priority always comes back to relationship. We're putting students in relationship That's with right. teachers and a coach to mm -hmm. say, hey, how can we help you facilitate this club as a group of student leaders and do it well? Well, what you said is right. It's both and. Mm-hmm. It is. There needs to be resource. Yeah. There needs to be competitive vision casting because vision leaks. There needs to be opportunity. I mean, how many times have you told a student something specific about learning to share their faith? Yeah. And the third time they hear it, they go, oh, I've never heard this before. Right. Right. <laughs> That's good because I've shared it half a dozen times. Uh -huh. Right. But 
you've been in the room three of them. Yeah. So, it, I mean, yeah, peat and repeat on one end mm -hmm. and then be in relationship in the other. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing, so you, how, how do you not miss it? And I think what First Priority of America is going to do is put all of it out there yeah. to say, here's some fall training. Here's some winter training halfway through the year. Those two things will be different. Yep. Here's some monthly nuggets yep. to go through. And for coaches and directors and coordinators, whatever your level might be, to pick out the one, because some people are a monthly rhythm kind of yeah, correct. group. Some people are event kind of leaders. And yep. so let's throw it all up there for you to grab it and say, this fits my leadership style. And so yep. I'm going to take that monthly relationship moment and mm -hmm. invest into them as leaders. I'm going to take that event and invest in them in leaders, yep. whatever the case might be for you. But for us to put that out there for everybody next year and have that available. You know, I, I think about takeaways from today's conversation. One of the things I think would be helpful, Brad, because this is your team's world, mm -hmm. is if I'm, I wouldn't say I'm new, but if I'm continuing to learn where the resources are, I'm a club coach, mm -hmm. I'm a first party new district coordinator, I'm a new yep. chapter coordinator, right? Yep. Where on the web world, where can I go that really the vidcast, the um, drives, like where is all that stuff found right now? Not that they can't email you at brad at firstfpofamerica.com, which they should. Yep. Right. But where is the general area that that stuff lives? Well, most of it's on the web okay. um, out there, firstparty.club. Okay. Um, some of the training stuff's on our YouTube page, YouTube slash FP of America. Um, when I get to firstparty.club, my perception is that I've got to scroll to the bottom and then there are resources for days. Is that club correct? Resources, okay. Epic, Hope. Yep. Those are the okay. three main pages there. And then, yeah, there is a drive. You said Google Drive. There's a drive. If you want specific content or documents, just email me and we can okay. get you specific things. That's more for staff people. Correct. But at the moment when somebody emails me and says, hey, I need re access to this guide, I just grant them access and, yeah. and we, we move about our day. Yeah. So Because yeah. we're not a curriculum company. Yep. We're not here selling curriculum. We're yep. here to try to empower students. Yep. That's right. It's good. And I guess... One thing that's rising to the surface for me, because it's part of the conversations I'm having with growing first party around the country, is that to remember the students that you're working with now have a call on their life, right? Whether that to be um, out in the working world, to be out in a church world, to be out in a nonprofit sector, there's multiple, any path that they can take, right? Sure. They could be leading a... Sure. A plumbing company, you were talking about plumbers earlier, so exactly. throw that one out there, yep. that they could be influencing that. And for them to know how to speak the words of Jesus yeah. can influence that whole company, right? That can change the that, culture. That industry. The industry, yep. correct. Because um, that's a really good industry to be in. Um, or, you know, whatever that case might be. In my selfishness, I'm thinking right now about the growth and expansion, hiring directors for first priority, regional managers, people to replace us as we continue to grow, we need to multiply ourselves. Correct. So who are the, the graphic designers that we could be have working for first party of America? Mm -hmm. you're, you're mentoring those students right now that will be working for Tayana because we need to throw Tayana's name into this podcast one more time. Okay. And the 27 people that are in her office space there that are doing graphic work doing marketing, right? graphic marketing work across the country for content FP creation and, yeah to yeah who's going to be the director for first party in houston who's going to be the president of first party of america someday right yep. that yep. again i'm thinking selfishly because that's the world i live in 
we can go out and hire people because there are people called all over the country, but we can also raise them up yes. to say, hey, we're creating people who want to use their gifts and abilities to further the first priority mission hmm. down the road. And so, and even today, I'll say this, if you're a club coach and you have a vision for your community, say it right there, say it right there. I'll yeah, sing it say, to you. say it right there. If you're a there. club coach and have a vision for your community, um, let's talk. What, it, what would it yeah. look like for you to become a coordinator for right. a bigger area? If you're already a coordinator, what would it look like for you? Um, we've had several people move back home and start yeah. their district down where they grew up and go back home and, and do that. Um, whatever the case might be, is this the moment for you to take that step and That's to great. say, hey, this is this is the next piece of first priority that I get to influence? So. It's good. Just throwing that out there. And I think it'd just be helpful to say, again, if you want to contact Brad, brad at fpofamerica.com. You want to contact me, steve at fpofamerica.com. Yep. Resource-wise, firstbrighty.club. We can ask Tayana to throw that in the bottom of the description of the podcast. But if you've not taken some time to look at firstbrighty.club and the mm-hmm. work your team has done, it would be well in your, it would be wise to be well in your order to take some time, dig into that website, go to the bottom of the resources and see what's there because there is a lot. Right. Well okay. done. Cool. Well, that's another great episode, Steve. Thanks for being a part of it. Yeah, good combo, Brad. Thanks. Call me a friend. Feels like forever ago. Ah, said those ah, words, but ah. they're still in my heart. Friend in front of me, all the same. All right. I'll let you slip this time. Great. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you soon.